1: So, welcome to hour number three of Radio Law Talk. Sorry about that there. I'm just kind of hitting my microphone. Radio talk, Radio Law Talk and Self-Abuse with Todd Kunin. Oh, gee. Todd Kunin here filling in for Fred Penny, who is on assignment to my right, Denise Dirks. Denise, how ya, how you ya holding up the first two hours?
2: I'm holding up well, and I'm a family law attorney, and Todd Kunin is a criminal defense attorney.
1: That is right.
2: And uh, we are here today to talk about some very fun and entertaining and probably a little bit informative
1: topics. Maybe, maybe informative. If you've missed any of the show, you can catch uh, this show, Cal... Cal Hunter behind yes. the glass, yes, our sir. usual producer. Yeah. Uh, the show today.
0: When's the soonest it's going to be up on our website as a podcast? It usually ends up there either Sunday or Monday. Okay, uh, so depending on how things go. Sometimes it's Tuesday. This is it
2: labored, might be Tuesday. It's yes, Labor
0: Day weekend, so yeah. you never know. But you know, I would think sometime uh, before before Tuesday.
1: So you can catch the first two hours of this show if you're just tuning in right now on our podcast that will be up in a couple of days. You can also catch the past episodes of Radio Law Talk, and on the uh, episode page on radiolawtalk.com, just click on radiolawtalk.com, go to the podcast section, and there's even a search function where you can do a general search to see if you can come up with a topic that we have covered in the past. For example, today we're going to talk in a little bit about Luke Walton. Okay, sexual assault charges that were investigated against him, coach for the Sacramento Kings, new coach for the Kings. And I went in and typed in Walton and found out that we had actually covered um, the Walton case on, you know, when this got started on June 15th, 2019 and April 27th, 2019. So you can go and and do a little bit of search to see what we've covered in the
0: past. And these are not by transcription. There may be other times when we actually mentioned the case, but this is by headings of the cases that we talked about, right?
1: That is correct. In the podcast there'll be a little heading there that says, generally what we talked about, and so your search term will come back if we put it in the heading. You'll be able to hear what we talked about in that episode. So that's what we're doing here. A little bit of a hint as to what we'll be covering coming up, but not before we get to
0: conk, case or no case, Cal. Now it's time to play case or no case. All right. I take you to the home of the, I think the banana slugs, (laughs) the mascot for Santa Cruz. Isn't that their, their mascot? I could be maybe that's Santa Barbara. Anyway, I take you to Santa Cruz, California, where there is a coffee shop called the cat and cloud coffee. Cat and Cloud. Well, an attorney from Caterpillar Heavy Equipment Company saw the coffee shop and went inside. And they had a bunch of stuff for sale, including shorts and shoes with the name Cat and Cloud on them. Cat and Cloud on them. Well, Caterpillar also sells shorts and shoes and T-shirts. And the nickname of this giant corporation is Cat. And so... Cat sent a nasty letter to Cat and Cloud as saying uh, you better stop that you're infringing on a on a trademark here and Cat and Cloud sought legal counsel and so i ask you case or no case and i believe mr cunin it's your opportunity to start first since you uh, happened happened to work out that way oh
1: yeah, because i happen to be in, in the first one in your line of view no, because <laughs> you
0: started first, and then went to Denise, and now it's your turn. That's all.
2: It's by mere rotation. Exactly. Okay.
1: Yeah. All right. Sounds good. Sounds good. Um, by the way, anecdotally, when I was in law school, the uh, constitutional law professor, uh, he only he had a glass eye on his on his right eye, and I intentionally sat in a place that I thought would be his blind spot. Didn't oh, get called on once Uh-oh. the entire year. Good call. the entire class. I you know. But uh that anyway that says a
2: lot about your character. God. it <laughs> it right look, there. Look look it's it's all
1: about knowing your surroundings and and uh okay
2: knowing so, their blind
1: spots. <laughs> yes. Yes, I've tried to apply that to dating it doesn't work. So uh well what am I going to say here um yeah because people will commonly confuse a banana slug with a with a bulldozer. Um, you know this case is so odd. I'm gonna say yes, it is a case, and I am going to say that caterpillar, the bulldozer company cat that sent the notice to the banana slug folks they, they don't win I, I I think that at the end of the day people just go, really, really cat is such a generic name. what are you gonna you gonna start? You know, uh, you. Uh, am I going to get a cease and desist because I refer to my cat on my Instagram account uh, or whatever? You
0: see, I'll, I'll, th- although this is why we're doing case or no case. <laughs> yeah,
1: you know, uh, is, is that going to happen? Although something tells me there's a lot of people that wish I would cease and desist that. But you know, no. Uh, case and the Banana Slug Company prevails. Well, it's the cat. Well, it's and the, cloud. Cat and
2: cloud. Okay, cat the Cat and Cloud. Cat
1: and Cloud Coffee Shop. Okay, yes, okay. the Cat
0: and Cloud Coffee Shop. They 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 prevail. Denise, what say you?
2: Um, <laughs> well, I think that it's a ridiculous cease and desist letter, and I don't understand cloud in connection to, with caterpillar. I
0: would think a cloud uh, no cat and coffee. So the cloud would be the cream of cloud of cream in the coffee, and the coffee shop's name was cat and cloud. but they sold t-shirts that said cat, and then there was a little you know little cloud underneath it. and
2: Okay, so caterpillar was cease and desist as to cat only.
0: I would imagine.
2: Not cat and cloud.
0: I'm guessing. Oh, yeah. Okay. I haven't seen the letter, but yeah.
2: Okay. I would say this is just so ridiculous um, that I, I don't think it's a case. I think that it is a scenario, um, and I think that, <laughs> honestly, I'm going to be really candid here. I see Cal, and he went into some kind of a <laughs> shop that had some kind of a little emblem <laughs> on it, and he was out in the farmer's land and saw the caterpillar and made a connection i think I think you made it all up, cal
0: you do you really I do, <laughs> oh man, <laughs> sometimes it's difficult to slip a fastball by Denise. Let's see if it's difficult <laughs> to slip one past in this case
2: or a far, or a...
0: cat, cat got your tongue what <laughs> exactly. oh wait, wait, can we come up
1: with some feline you know uh related puns here? Yeah, well, we could you know the cat's uh, out of
0: the bag here, you, you, so yeah. uh. The pig in the poke and the cat in the bag. Yeah. Right? We all know that story. Okay, so we have, I think we have enough time that I can actually give you the answer to this case or no case if you're up for it. Sure. Although you may not be.
2: Well, I might be down, but...
0: (laughs) (laughs) For those of you who say this was an actual case, may I see by a show of hands. Did I say that? Yes, I did. Yes, did. Great. Mm. Now, before we go, I want to ask you a question. (laughs) Is the fact that they wrote a letter a case? No. Okay, therefore... (laughs) <laughs> wait
1: wait 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 ho ho what is what is this what is
2: this, ar- what is this
0: arbitrary no? no no case was
2: filed in the court well, yeah,
0: no case was filed uh, but but let me tell you what <laughs> is here's what the caterpillar said the big tractor maker which has a trademark right to cat they have a trademark it's oh. theirs is going after the coffee sh- coffee shop in a statement they said it serves customers around the world caterpillar does many of whom earn their livelihood with one or two pair of machines and often a good pair of work boots. We value all of them and strive to provide exceptional products and services. This means we have a responsibility to protect and maintain the brand they rely on every day. We are not suing Cat & Cloud, not targeting a small business, not focused on Cat & Cloud's primary interest, which is coffee, We've simply asked the U.S. Trademark Office to remove Cat and Cloud's trademark registration on footwear and apparel only, products for which Caterpillar has a longstanding trademark and a considerable business. Well, wait a second. If they've asked an official agency to remove the trademark, then it's a case. They, 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 they did more than write a letter. Well, it's that, not a court case. They, well, just, oh, God. they just wrote them a letter and said, would you mind helping us out here? I mean, you know, and they listened to Caterpillar. I'm telling. <laughs> I'm. I'm going to research this one here.
1: <laughs> okay, do Because I think, I think, that, I think this should be a case because they, they sought relief in the jurisdiction and in the manner they exhausted their administrative remedies, which is part of filing a case. I think it's a bit of it. I think it's a bit of a distinction in All order right. to say that. So. Right.
2: I, I actually think you should give him one point.
0: We'll be right back. All, right. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state
3: or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information... I am Cameron Levitt, Chief Operating Officer of Concussion Medical Clinic. California's first concussion medical clinic is now open. As concussions increase each year, there has never been a greater need for concussion specialists. Our physicians at Concussion Medical Clinic are board certified in pediatric neurology and sports medicine, and have partnered with universities, hospitals, and rehab clinics to expedite the recovery process. Simply put, we are elevating the standard of care. When you need an expert concussion opinion or concussion care, visit concussionmedicalclinic.com to schedule your appointment.
2: This is Denise Sturks.
0: of getting rid of garbage is high, and recycling products is lucrative. If you're a business or know of a business that needs an individual compactor or baler, call Northwest Compacting at 888-201-0911. If you already have an industrial compactor, baler, or shredder, and need service, don't forget to call Northwest Compacting at 888 201 Northwest Compacting, your full-service industrial compacting and bailing company. Read more about them at northwestcompacting.com.
6: Many women have so many clothes in the closet, but then we go to get dressed and find we have nothing to wear. Ah.
3: This message brought to you by the American
4: Institute of Certified Public Accountants and the Ad- Are
1: you serious?
5: This is Radio Law Talk with Frederick Penny.
0: So we are back here, Cal. Yeah, let's let's fix this because I got an article on this uh, on this case from the uh, the New- Bay Area News Group. And in the Bay Area News Group, they simply said that they had written a letter, and Caterpillar said, we just wrote a letter, we're not going to go after them. Well, it turns out that they did go after them in court. So Todd...
1: And, of, and
2: in a very specific court. Right. In the, what's it called?
0: They
1: they have filed, They Caterpillar Inc., the bulldozer company, has filed a petition for cancellation before the United States Patent and Trademark
0: Office Trial and Appeal Board, it's a 55-page petition that they filed. Well, they were serious. I mean, Caterpillar has always been aggressive about protecting its name. And apparently, and I have not seen this merchandise, but apparently from the article that I read, it bore a similarity in the cat. The cat part of it bore a similarity to Caterpillar's, you know, with the yellow and the black. With the trademark. Yeah, whatever it looked like. So, I mean, I guess I can see where people are aggressive in protecting what they own. and, And the image of your company is something you want to protect and here, here's what i would like to do i mean look i'm so far behind the points
1: don't really matter to me at this point but this is one thing that i would like to do this is a case that i now want to follow in radio law talk in future to find out what happens with this appeal because i'm looking at this uh petition for cancellation and they actually show the different logos here and they are very similar i mean look this uh
2: I want to follow this, too. It's really interesting. It's not necessarily a court, per se. It's actually an a
0: very
1: specialized it's
2: administrative. Court. Right. It's an administrative okay. b- uh, board, right? So, but it acts very much like a court.
0: But here's the question.
2: I think he gets one point for sure.
0: What about the (laughs) Fat Cat Cafe in Oakland, or the Kit Kat Cafe in San Francisco, or the Hello Kitty Cafe in San Jose, or the Coffee Cat, or the Tabby Cat Cafe, or the Cat Town in Oakland, or the Cat's Restaurant and Bar, or Cat Cora's Kitchen in San Francisco, or... You know, what about I mean there are
2: well it's gonna depend on their trademarks.
0: What does the logo look like is the key, not the name Cat. And that was the point I was trying to get.
2: And and,
1: so, and, yeah. and that is what that's the basis of this petition to cancel it because they
0: actually include the logos. And uh-huh. these logos are very similar. Yes. Very right. similar.
2: Yeah, and it's on merchandise. And I yeah. think that's really important to note, too.
0: And so, frankly, shame on the sh- the coffee shop company for not anticipating that. People do that and they say, oh, that big company, they're never going to come after us. I got news for you. They're the ones that are the most aggressive because how did they get big? By protecting their brand and their image. That's a big part of it. So it is an interesting case. And I apologize for not knowing about the m- administrative uh uh, court actions. Uh, nonetheless, Todd, you'll get a point out of it. Okay, yeah, and and we're going to follow this one going forward. I, I was just going to play the sounder. No points for you, but I'm not going to.
2: Now. Well, you can play that for me.
1: <laughs>
0: okay, <laughs> I got no points. <laughs> All
1: right. Well, uh, you know we're gonna we're gonna move from uh, we're gonna move from patent and trademark to Denise. What are we gonna do here? What we're do gonna talk do?
2: about some fun little facts about different. With celebrities or sports celebrities. Or... Let's,
1: let's let's go to Luke Walton. What's going on there? Luke Walton is the former, let's see. Let's go over his history. He was an assistant coach for the Warriors for a while when Steve Kerr went out with a back injury as the coach. Walton stepped in, and if, if he had been a full-time coach, probably would have won Coach of the Year for the job that he did. Uh, Luke Walton, the son of NBA legend, Uh, Bill Walton, who played in the NBA for a long time and a deadhead. Uh, And because of the performance that he did as the assistant coach, he then scored the head coaching job down in Los Angeles for the Lakers for about a three-year period and was released by the team after the last season and has subsequently been hired by the Sacramento Kings um, for the upcoming 2019-2020 season. Uh, After being hired by the Kings, an allegation was made about Mr. Walton that dated back to his days of of sexual misconduct, dating back to his days as an assistant coach for for the Warriors by an individual who said she was a friend of his. He wrote the foreword to her book, and she said that there was an assault of sorts that occurred in a hotel room. And the NBA and the Sacramento Kings investigated, to the extent that they could, these allegations. This allegation is the subject of a civil suit. It is not the subject of a criminal investigation. Um, Walton is being sued civilly by this individual. There's no law enforcement agency involved. The Kings, after conducting an, an investigation to the extent that they could, have found uh, no evidence corroborating the alleged victim's account. I say to the extent they could. Denise, do you know why I say that? No. (laughs) I say to the extent that they could because the alleged victim refused to cooperate with the investigation of either the NBA or the Kings. She would not meet with investigators. She would not provide any information. She would not do anything um, to substantiate her story. And there may be reasons for that. Why would you do that if you have a civil suit pending? And then, look, the more times you tell an account, that's the more times you're opening yourself up to be impeached. But because of her lack of involvement, the Kings and the NBA have come back and found that from their perspective, there's nothing to support the allegations of wrongdoing, and it's closed there. We're going to have to see what the lawsuit—
2: Right. In other words, yeah. they're going to keep him now. They're not going to get rid of him. That's I think right. that that was why they had done this investigation, right?
1: Exactly. Exactly. So now it's just the lawsuit. He's still the coach of the Kings, and we'll find out. We'll follow how the lawsuit goes forward from there. Um, and that's man, That's really quickly Luke Walton, but the the bigger one—Cal, what are we at? About a minute left coming up here? I'm love with that. All right, so the bigger one, we'll get this started, but we'll pick it up after our bottom-of-the-hour break. Harvey Weinstein back in the news. It would not be a radio law talk without a Harvey Weinstein or Johnny Depp update, Um, and we have one for Mr. Weinstein. He's got a trial coming up, and he has just been indicted on a new allegation, and it's more of a trial tactic how this thing came up. Um, And and we'll discuss that after the break. But essentially, the prosecution wanted to bring evidence as part of the trial of an incident that allegedly occurred in the early 90s, that the judge ruled in the defense's favor that the prosecution couldn't bring up that specific incident. So the prosecution said, fine, we'll just go before the grand jury and get an indictment on that. And get a brand new indictment. Now we're going to seek to have those joined in. So if you don't want us to present it as evidence of wrongdoing, we'll just go ahead and present it as evidence of a new count. And we'll talk about that when we come back. You're listening to Radio Law Talk.
0: We'll continue with the show in just a minute here. Don't go away. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the
3: state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to Radio Law Talk. I am Cameron Levitt, Chief Operating Officer of Concussion Medical Clinic. California's first concussion medical clinic is now open. As concussions increase each year, there has never been a greater need for concussion specialists. Our physicians at Concussion Medical Clinic are board certified in pediatric neurology and sports medicine and have partnered with universities, hospitals, and rehab clinics to expedite the recovery process. Simply put, we We are elevating the standard of care. When you need an expert concussion opinion or concussion care, visit concussionmedicalclinic.com to schedule your appointment.
5: Hi, I'm Frederick Penny of Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. I bet you're tired of hearing lawyer commercials. So just relax and listen to music for a few seconds. When you or a family member has been injured... All right,
0: guys, we need to have you read some lines for our disclaimer promo. But first, can anybody tell me what a disclaimer is? Time to get back to Radio Law Talk on radiolawtalk.com and on your favorite radio station. So Harvey
1: Weinstein, we teased this a little bit before going into the break, coming up on his trial for, let's see, what is he facing here? Uh, Predatory sexual assault, um, various counts he's facing in New York. And as I said, the prosecution wanted to present evidence of the claims made by I had it right here I have a good memory it's just short Annabella Sciorra she's uh, an actress who was on the Sopranos I don't know if you recall that that show but her allegation was that Weinstein she alleges that Weinstein raped her at a Gramercy Park apartment in uh, 1993-94 winter along in there. Now, that incident, when it finally came forth, was apparently barred by the statute of limitations in New York, and so it was unable to be brought as a standalone offense for rape at the time. However, in Weinstein's case, they wanted to bring it up as a prior act on the part of Weinstein that demonstrated his motive, is his common motive plan or scheme. That's important that you understand this distinction. In a criminal case, we talked about this last week as well, you can't introduce evidence of a prior offense or a prior action to say, if he did it that time, he probably did it now, right? But... So, so, like, in a DUI case, for example, if I'm doing a DUI trial, I'm a prosecutor, I'm prosecuting somebody right now for that, and they had a prior DUI from five years ago, I couldn't introduce that evidence of the prior DUI from five years ago to say, you know what, if he was a drunk then, he's probably a drunk now. I just couldn't do it, right? There's no way that that would be allowed in. Uh, the new case has to stand on its own merits. However, let's say you've got a case— That's an embezzlement case or something like that where there is a common way, a common plan that the defendant always follows when going about trying to steal this or to do that. And it starts here, and then he grooms this person, and then they go in and they set up the bank account, and then after a month they steal this. and, And it's just the way they go about doing things, that kind of evidence can come in. In sex cases, if there is a common motive or plan on the part of Weinstein, that's what they're alleging, a prior offense could come in and and what have we heard in the news that it's usually, well, he takes a young actress, he says, let's get together and talk about the, let's get together and talk about your career and then we'll go to dinner once and, and then maybe, you know, let's meet again in my hotel room. And then when they get to the hotel room, he's there in nothing but a robe asks for a massage. And it's just this, this method that he always follows. And sometimes, those incidents can be brought in to show this is how he goes about doing it. Right? Well, the prosecution wanted to bring in this 1993-94 incident with Miss Sikora or Skiora, and ultimately the judge says, "You know what? No, I, I'm, it, it's it's too old. One." Two, you really run the risk that the jury is gonna try to convict Weinstein because they're so offended by that and not necessarily because there's evidence on the counts that he is charged with. So recently the court said, we're not gonna allow it to come in.
2: And also because it had not been before a grand jury as an indictment,
1: correct? That Well, that's, we're getting there. See, usually evidence that comes in for this purpose doesn't always have to go before a grand jury. The defense argument was, this is a completely separate crime here. This should have gone before a grand jury. And ultimately, the court said, you know what, you're kind of right. Yeah. I mean, this this needed to happen. So the prosecution has come back, and after they got the ruling denying them to bring in this evidence, they went before the grand jury on an expedited basis and actually got a new indictment. Now, we said before it didn't pass muster under the statute of limitations, right? Right. Well, they have alleged something a little different. Rather than alleging rape, which has the statute of limitations, they have alleged in this new indictment this conduct constitutes what they called predatory sexual conduct or sexual assault, which actually covers a period of time and so they oh. got in around the statute of limitations by that indictment. Well, now that the indictment has been handed down, the prosecution's next step is to say, well, because it's the same class of crime as what he's on Mm -hmm. trial for now, we're just going to go, they filed a motion to go ahead and add the new indictment to the current indictment, and so now when they present this evidence of Miss Sciorra, it's not to try to show a common plan or scheme. It's because they want to prove a new allegation, a new count, a new
2: violation of law. Actually, that's pretty smart. That's, that's I think, ingenious on the part of the prosecutors.
1: It, it is. It is. It's a way to do that. Now, the question here is if you could do that all along to the prosecutors – Why didn't you do that six months ago? That would be the biggest argument that I have as part of the defense, which is we're talking about an incident that happened in 93, 94, right? Why is it that you guys wait until two weeks before this trial is to start to seek an indictment on an incident that happened 25 years ago? And if it should have come in, look, the defense is going to say it's still time barred. They're going to say that bring all the defenses as to why it should be tossed, um, and not allowed now. And, and I think they're going to rightfully say, what about, if you've known about this for this length of time, why didn't you bring this indictment before? Why are you doing it now? And they're going to try to argue for the nefarious purpose why it should be punted. And but
2: Don't you think they're going to argue, too, for a continuance of the trial so they can get additional evidence and all of that? I, I think that they are. However, I
1: will say this, that the introduction of this incident isn't new to Weinstein. The evidence to support this has probably already been exchanged via discovery and interviews and the allegations. The only thing that's changed in all of this is that the incident has changed from something that they were using as Evidence of prior conduct or prior motive. To now, it's something that he could face additional criminal liability for. The evidence has already been out there. It's just the consequence to him has changed a little bit. Yes. But they will argue for a continuance if they want to, um, and maybe it'll be granted. Maybe it won't. But this is an interesting. It is an interesting avenue here, and it argue, you could make the argument from the flip side that the prosecution had to do this. Because in California and in a lot of states, it's the same thing. There's this idea that if the prosecution knows of an offense that's out there for a specific defendant that's of the same class that the defendant is facing right now, they are obligated to try to join it all so that you can have one trial to take care of everything as opposed to doing piecemeal trials You know, we'll do this one, then we'll do this one. We'll do this. We knew about all of these cases from the get-go, but we decided to to nickel and dime you the entire time. Um, There's a there's a policy consideration against that. That sometimes it will preclude a prosecution from going forward.
2: Right, and and this Weinstein's case kind of identifies um, what's troubling. Uh, In the world right now, whereas there's men who have done some really bad things and they're not being held criminally liable. They're getting away with it, whether it's in the, uh, you know, the the movie industry or whether it's in other type of industries. But this is what's going on. And and we have another case where it really does discuss what it puts it out front and center about how. Um, people that sexually assault or commit rape, how they get away with it. And this one, for me, was particularly upsetting.
1: And, and, and you're talking about – now, this one is not a movie mogul. It's not somebody that arguably has a lot of money, at least not, not that I'm aware of. But it is about a, a a younger person, right?
2: It's about a lacrosse player. Go ahead. And the lacrosse pa- player at the time, he, he raped – another classmate in that classmate's home and he was not yet 18 so they didn't charge him as an adult they charged him still under the youth laws Mm -hmm. Um, so he admitted to doing it Uh, after he admitted to doing it the school let him stay in school he was every day in contact with his victim he still got to play on the lacrosse team he still, after he was sentenced, actually got to continue to go to school. Can you imagine the victim in this case and what rights she didn't have? Um, It was really sad. And he doesn't even get jail time. He actually is given a probation sentence. And he never steps foot in jail. Now, if he violates his probation, well, then he can go to jail. But this is one of those cases that really bothers me.
1: Yeah, and, you know... This was I, in I,
2: Niagara, New York, New York by that,
1: the way. That, that's right. It, it's it's in New York. And look, there are a couple things that I can say about this. First, and, and uh, by all means, I, I don't want to say – I'm not trying to – I'm a criminal defense attorney, but I'm not trying to justify the conduct of the juvenile here at all. He was three days shy of his 18th birthday when this happened. Um, in some jurisdictions – I know California has – in some cases – even though you are under the age, certain qualifying offenses and rape would be one of them. You can be tried as an adult. My guess is he would have been tried as an adult here, although there may have been circumstances surrounding it, and we don't know everything that was going on. But I agree with you. It, it is a particular injustice for the victim to have to see this person every day. We're coming up on a break. I, I want to I readdress this when we come back from the break. I, I
2: agree. Because we there's, have to. there's
1: more we've got to talk about here to talk about what did happen and maybe what should have happened. We're very opinionated
2: Hey, if you want to call us, call us at 855-529-7234 or tweet us at Radio Law Talk.
0: Also, you can email info at radiolawtalk.com if you're still using old school email like some of us. (laughs) Stay tuned. This is the last segment of Radio Law Talk coming right up. Don't go away.
7: That's 800-918-1376 The cost of getting
0: rid of garbage is high and recycling products is lucrative. If you're a business or know of a business that needs an individual compactor or baler, call Northwest Compacting at 888-201-0911. If you already have an industrial compactor, baler or shredder and need service, don't forget to call Northwest Compacting at 888 201 Northwest Compacting, your full-service industrial compacting and bailing company. Read more about them at northwestcompacting.com. If you're one of those independent people who wants your own business and you love food service, we just might have a great opportunity for you. Iceberg Drive-Ins. Iceberg is famous for its thick shakes and delicious food. We lend you our supply chain and expertise, and you can potentially have a thriving, successful, fun business that your customers will love. Iceberg Drive-Ins has some prime areas available right now, so if you're interested, get in touch with us right away. Go to icebergdrivein.com and click on the Contact Us button. Iceberg Drive-In, ready to grow with you.
6: Many women have so many clothes in the closet, but then we go to get dressed and find we have nothing to wear.
0: Radio Law Talk. Now, back to the show. So,
1: the high school student in, well, the former high school student, he's 19 years old now, and the, the a rape that he pled guilty to um, occurred three days before his 18th birthday, and he doesn't get any jail time. He has jail time hanging over his head if he violates the terms of his probation, but The issue here that I have with this case isn't, look, I know that prosecutors face a difficult task when they're faced with evidence that could go either way. I know that the defendant's brother made a Facebook post claiming that this was a consensual act. And and the fact of the matter is I don't know what the underlying circumstances are. All I know is this, that he was charged with something and he pled guilty to it all right and and he's gonna have to live with that and what he's got my issue is with how the school district handled this because At the time he started facing these charges, he still had his whole senior year to go. And the the victim was also a student at the same school. And there was a protective order, a stay-away order. You know those things that say not allowed to come within 100 feet or 100 yards or so-and-so of this individual? And according to a news report that I found in The Spectrum, Um, There was a protective order in place, and the school board, the school district, the school refused to do anything about it. The fact that this kid is prevented from being, look, protective orders usually say language like this, not allowed to come within 100 100, 100 yards of the person. But they will also say this, 100 yards of the person, the person's address, the person's school that and, protects yeah. her in the entire campus of the school, and the school, knowing that there was a protective order, allowed the kid to still attend, play sports. They didn't suspend him until 100 students got up and walked out in protest, and then claimed in another report that they they. They didn't have any official documentation, and it wasn't until they received document from the court that he had pled guilty that they decided to suspend. My problem is there was a protective order in place. The law required and should have allowed her to be able to go to school while this protective order is in place. It's not an order from anybody else. It's a judicial order, and... It it appears, it looks like the school just thumbed their nose at it.
2: Yeah, and you know what? The other upsetting thing was um, Judge Sarah sheldon she was asked by the victim's mother to give him full sex offender status and she did not but she read the judge read in court the facebook posts of the family members of the rapist saying that all she had to do was say no it was consensual and they were torturing this victim also on facebook and the judge recognized it but she only gave him one year probation this i i guarantee you If there's a way to recall this judge, this judge is going to face some serious problems, I think, um, much like what we had in in California last year.
0: The core issue is, does a judge have to justify a sentence that they give to the satisfaction of anybody but the people in the courtroom? This is what the guy down in uh, uh, the Stanford case, he figured, look, I'm just doing what other judges have done. I'm doing what's within the confines. He did not turn on his tonal ears to these sentiments in the community. And that's what this sounds like here. You can go tone deaf as a judge and go, look, I, academically, Great. I'm following what I'm supposed to do. Don't you think, Todd?
1: I I do. There's a couple of things that I, a couple of things that I want to point out on that issue. First, is that if you don't like, as long as the judge is not going outside the purview of what is a potential sentence as established by the legislature. You know, if the judge is sentencing within those confines, if the judge goes outside the purview of that, I man, that's a different issue. But if the judge sentences somebody to a sentence that is allowed by law and you don't like that, one of your remedies is to petition your legislature to change the law so that the sentencing guidelines can reflect the feelings of the community. The second thing that I will say, and and is is this: the general public, by the very nature of cases like these, especially one treated as a juvenile case, is very often prevented from seeing the entire totality of the circumstances, everything that has taken place. There's a lot of stuff that comes out. You only see what I see, which is he pled guilty, and he's got kind of a jerk for a brother who makes him. A, Facebook posts that look bad. How can you not hammer this guy even more? My guess is there's a lot more. I would hope for the judge's sake that there's a lot more that we don't know about. Because if if the judge is sentencing and is sentencing in spite of a plethora of evidence against this individual and decides to cut him a break anyway, yeah, that's a problem. But oftentimes there's a whole bunch of evidence. I saw it as a prosecutor. I recognize it as a defense attorney that the public only gets a snippet of it. But is
0: this another poor little rich kid syndrome like the that's Stanford it, kid got? That's I mean,
1: what that's it that's seems like
2: to, to me. me. Right. That's yeah. what it seems like. And I looked up whether New York judges can be removed and they can only be removed in one of three ways. They may be admonished, censored, retired or removed by a commission on judicial conduct so this is not something where they're going to be able to have a recall of that judge so
0: basically that's not going to happen because all the other judges they they have each other's black robes don't they i mean they cover each other's back
2: well the judicial conduct committee would not necessarily fall in that role but What's more important is, I think, because it was treated as a youth offender, that this sentence is, is within the guidelines, and I don't know that the judicial performance, you know, the, the that that agency is going to censor or admonish this judge.
0: So then it's the DA you would go after because he, he charged him as a youth offender?
1: Well, that, that that was, I mean, typically, if a person pleads guilty, and they plead guilty to everything that they were charged with, the DA is typically cut out of the oh, how do I put this, the negotiation process, you you plead to the sheet. You plead to everything that was there, and it's between you and the judge and whatever report comes through. I don't know what New York's law is as far as being able to charge a juvenile as an adult. I will say that if this is a case where he could have been charged as an adult – But the DA opted not to, especially given he was only three days shy of his 18th birthday. If the DA opted not to, the only thing that I can say is there's something else going on that we are not privy to in the general public that we may never be privy to. And and quite frankly, it would usually this kind of evidence is stuff that's Not necessarily flattering for the victim, and you don't want to victimize her even more to let it out, but it is something that may be mitigating. If there was a legitimate question as to consent, I, I don't know. I'm speculating here, but typically, if a DA's office can prosecute a juvenile as an adult and it warrants it, they will if they could and they didn't. Something else is going on that we don't know about. Right, and this was know. a
2: first- or second-degree rape. This was third-degree third
1: degree rape, rape, which yes. is
2: removed from that intentional act and and, and motive.
1: It, it is. So th-
2: I think there's something else. Are you
1: think it's else. a lesser charge? Yes. yes. Okay, okay. I think there's something else going on here, but I don't know what that is. I, I do know, my big issue here is with the way the school handled it while the case was pending, that kid should not have been at school. No, the, the, I The, so agree the restraining with
0: you. order should have been
1: uh, honored, and the kid should have been out of there.
0: Well, uh, that's good to know, because you know what else I think we need to know about? We need to know your quick takes. Yes. And so if you have your quick take, go ahead and get it out of your massive... Show prep file there, because here we go, and uh, let's see. I think, Denise, you're up first. What's your quick take?
2: My quick take is, is some if someone is at fault for the divorce in the Cyrus-Hemsworth marriage, Miley, take the hit and responsibility for it. It can't hurt your image. <laughs>
0: oh, 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 oh. nice, but a fair point. Mr. Kiernan, what's your quick take, sir?
1: In space, no one can hear you scream. But they can hear you say, hey, stop tapping my bank account. <laughs> they can probably hear this, too.
5: You're all
1: more. I'm just saying maybe, maybe they could hear that in space as well. Yes, they can. Well, that's going to do it for us in this installment of Radio Law Talk, three hours in the books. If you missed anything, pick up our podcast at radiolawtalk.com. We will see you next week. Cal, take us out.
0: All right, folks, thanks for listening. Happy Labor Day. We appreciate all of you who work hard for a living, and thank you for that. And, of course, we thank you all for listening to Radio Law Talk as well, even though that's hardly hard work. We'll see you next week at our regular time. Until then, thanks for listening.